And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Thursday, January 12th, uh, just a few minutes after the Celtics wrapped up against the Nets. But before we get into that, Sam, I know you had something you wanted to bring up quick. Well, yeah, Jack, uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, today before the Nets game, we did our first stream for Heavy yes. uh, on their Facebook page, which was Check out fun. the pregame stream. Please Jack, do. Tim, and I were out there mm-hmm. chatting with the people of Facebook. Shout out to our man, uh, Dan Dunk. Dave, Dave, Dave Dunk. Dunk. Dave Ooh, Dunk. Beast. Cut that. Absolute Cut beast. <laughs> but uh, he was great, giving us uh, great mm-hmm. stories in the chat. And I was saying, Jack, I'm not sure if I'll be there for the Saturday stream. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got Secret Santa in the middle of January. Is this a work say, Secret Santa? Or no, what is... no, 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 no. This, this is with the fellas. Okay. To, to its credit. Got it you, is with the fellas. You. No, it is in mid-January because, uh, well, there's 12 of us and half the... I mean, impossible to get these people together. I mean, we have somebody missing it regardless. (laughs) They have to work. I mean, I don't know why it's so difficult. Everybody pick a day far enough in advance and don't get it. Don't don't work. Don't Mm -hmm. work. Now, the person that is missing it is is a, a police officer so it's a little different okay that, that's fine it's we do. yeah the rest yeah. of them the the planning of this event was far too difficult <laughs> we first picked the names for secret santa i want to say at the end of october yikes we did not set a date until no more than a couple days before christmas no that- way See, that's just bad planning on your part. Not you specifically. Well, like it, it's on all of us. Because, like, yeah. we would say, like, when are we going to do this? And no one would respond. But it's just, it's tough. You know, you got mm-hmm. people working nine to five. Some people have different jobs. You know, you have one guy's a police officer. I mean, yeah. it's impossible to get everybody in. We finally get someone in, and then, and then somebody's going to be out. It's tough. And now I have to miss pregame, I think. Mm. who knows yeah, it depends maybe i'll bring the laptop or something. yeah just do it anyways you do know it anyway who cares yeah, yeah why not? i don't know i don't know if this is a good environment for the pre-game stream it's, <laughs> it's, it's okay. not it's not smash the odds devin's house that's eh, all right i have the fellas big the fan background. of the kitchen dining room setup at smash the odds it is house. nice very good nice. i like it he's got the best lamp the arm moves around <laughs> It's yeah, got the, yeah. it's got the top light and the side light. You move the side light that is right nice. in your face. You look very handsome. I like that. But it's funny. I had uh, the intern at my job ask me what my weekend plans were today, and I said, "Oh, I actually do have plans." Secret Santa. So what you go. replied? It's a little late for that. I said, yeah, "I know. I, mean, I, I know it's that's a late. valid response from the intern. That is." Fair, very yes. late for a secret Santa, but the intern who sits across from me and for the last two weeks, and I just today remembered what her name was. Very That's bad. Tough. That is very tough. Well, it's, it's uh, bad because you get yeah. introduced and then you you, you forget the you name. Forget. No, you know how it goes. It happens when you. It's it's like the outskirts of your. Brain. I I'm not I one to big time. No, I know what you're talking about. Though I forget. Uh, I forget names a lot. Then you then you're stuck in the in the. Uh, What's what's the word? Not the tradition, but like the uh, cycle of just saying, "Hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's it's going it's, on? How you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> Avoiding the name, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I I got you. 
Um, you can't did, ask. No, you can't ask because that's the worst. Because then it's just awkward. And then because especially if they remember your name, like if they know your name and you don't know their name, it's yeah. just a brutal situation. Just brutal. But um, I actually we were talking about figuring out things to talk about before we jump into Celtics. I mm. actually toured some apartments, <clears throat> excuse mm. me, this weekend. So I can talk about that briefly because there's a funny story that came out of it. Me and, and my girlfriend Zoe were in Boston going to a game. Her family was in town, whatever. But we had like free time, so we went to tour a couple apartments in the West End. Um, and they were in these towers, so like some good views. Like, uh, one of the apartments we toured was on the thirty-second floor, right? <clears throat> Crazy views. You could see the Zakem Bridge. You could see the Garden, and you could see Fenway from the same awesome. apartment from different. Yeah, areas. that rules. So very cool. However, if you know me, I hate flying. I am mm. deathly afraid of heights, like like mm. terribly afraid of heights. So this apartment has a little balcony. They have like an outdoor area. Now, I am up there saying, oh, this is sick. This view's awesome. Zoe opens the door to the balcony, I, like immediately go into a state of panic. I tears came out of my eyes when she went onto the balcony because I'm like, I like as she's going out onto the balcony, I am actively backing away, cowering in the apartment. That is how afraid no of heights I am. It, it was horrible like like the work some of the worst anxiety i've ever felt it was so i i don't think we'll be getting a 32nd floor uh apartment i don't think that's in the cars now we did tour one in not the same building but like the one next to it they have the, there's like a pair um we did tour one on the 18th floor which was much more palatable for me i it, it was much less scary still didn't love it but i it, did it comes to a point like what's the difference <laughs> If oh, no. you no, fall no, no. from the 18th no, floor, no, 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 if you no. fall from the 32nd floor, you're getting the same result. I understand. I understand. You're going to be very However, flat. <laughs> it, it was a mindset thing. Like, the difference in height, like, I know the result is the same, but, like, the difference in mindset and height is, like, it was stark. Like, like I told you, the 30, 32nd floor was backing up. I made it onto the balcony uh, on the 18th floor. I did not go near the edge, but I, I got out there. I, I, was, I was out there. It was very cool. The view was awesome, but that was a... Uh, an unfortunate part. And the other thing I did want to mention, this is very random. <clears throat> Got back home uh, from the little two day stay in Boston. There was like a letter um, for me, like this thing I called my mom. I asked her what it is. Apparently someone at her work found this and got it for me. It is a, a Boston globe picture, like team picture of this from oh. the 76 Celtics. Very random. Check, check out the YouTube channel, obviously subscribe and you can see it on there. But uh, it, it is a team photo of the 1976 Celtics. Very random. It was just at my house today, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, it, very cool." I was just confused as to what it was, but um, yeah. The Perhaps you can I use that for up. the trivia. Yeah, I could stick it up the, back here. The, the player. <laughs> I could throw it in who, the background. Who is that player? You could look at. Yeah. Him. Who who it is? Yeah, like who's the man? Like the uh, the yes. card deck. We have the trivia. Anyways. Uh, we can get into the Celtics now. Very random tidbits. I mean, from you me. thought you thought we'd go and not do a pod after that game? <clears throat> yeah, we had to. Come on, we had to do it. And maybe I'm busy win. tomorrow, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> big, big, big time win for the Celtics. The Nets are second in the East, and now they slide even further back into second. Celtics move three games ahead of the Nets, and as a little cherry on top for Celtics fans. The Bucks and the 76ers both lost. The Bucks lost to the Heat and the Sixers lost to the Thunder. Uh-oh. Mm -hmm. uh, on the same night. So now the Celtics are three games up on the Nets, three and a half games up on the Bucks, and five games up on the 76ers on the season. Only team in the league with 30 wins. And now they have 31. So how's that for you? It's just, just a very, very important win for the Celtics. You really needed this one uh, if you wanted to maintain a good spot in the standings. And they got it. And uh, 
yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about how the game went because I, I know I have some mixed feelings, but it was a very important win for Boston. Yep. Pre-game, we talked about it. Um, looking at the standings today, actually, it was before today. It was before the game yesterday. I was like, oh, wow. Like, they win these two games. They're going to create a little bit of separation up at the top. And they took care of business, beat the Pelicans yesterday, which was a pretty good win. Uh, which for Tough some way. reason, when we were talking about things to talk about <laughs> before the show, <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't there. talked since the Pelicans. I, I really I thought we've talked since there. then, and I forgot about it. <laughs> I did too. I mean, Jalen scored forty-one. I really thought we. Well, of course, for some you reason. Then. I guess it. <laughs> nah, come on. Well, uh, I think in my head I was counting like the pregame stream as like a pod, even though it's oh yeah, not, I I mean, we we talked but, about it. Well, I mean, we talk we, a lot now. It, I don't know how much there is to talk about that. J- Jalen's 41. That was maybe his best game of the season. I mean, it was a season high, yeah. but like the, no, the way he got his shots, I thought was super impressive. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's this whole narrative now, obviously, you know, oh, Jack hates Jalen Brown. It is what it is. Yeah. The, the, and I, <laughs> Exactly. The, the reason I've, I was like critiquing him earlier in the season is when he went through this rough stretch of, uh, poor ball handling, turning it over, taking tough shots, uh, not executing in the Pelicans game. And he's been really well uh, playing really well recently, which I have talked about. Um, he's playing well off of others, right? He'll play well off of Tatum. He'll play well off of Brogdon, off of White. Uh, and even in that Pelicans game, he was just getting to his spots very smoothly and getting the shots within the flow of the offense, right? Like when I say like within the flow of the offense, I don't always mean, you know, uh, you know, someone needs to give dish him an assist and he shoots, right? He can take an ISO shot as long as it's not like purposefully disrupting what the Celtics are doing. ISO shots are important. They're part of basketball, right? Not every possession is going to be beautiful ball movement. That's why you have superstar players. And that's, I think what made Jalen Brown's 41 point night. So impressive that he, he mixed in the, off the ball movement and the, you know, playing off everybody else with those tough mid range shots that have made him so elite this season. So uh, it was just a, a great game for him. It was an efficient 41 too, which is big bonus on, on that end. Mm-hmm. I am always more impressed when guys aren't missing shots. Um, unfortunately, you know, he's got an injury now, which we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, but just yeah. a little bit back to the Pelicans game that went how it should have went. Pelicans did not have Zion. They didn't have Brendan Ingram. They didn't have Herb Jones. They had red hot CJ McCollum, though, apparently. Yes, well, I mean, what did. the hell? Yeah, <laughs> that was I'd crazy. Enough of him by the end of the day. Uh, but seriously, like, one, it went how it was supposed to go. But two, good on the Celtics because uh, they played down to competition recently and they didn't do it against the Pelicans. They didn't. McCollum gave him a good punch. They ate it, punched back, and won in a blowout. That's really what you wanted to see. Nice way to end the quick two game homestand there for them too. Just happy to see it. Both both the Jays got 30. Obviously, Jalen had 41. Tatum finished with 30 with a little stat padding there at the end. Yeah. Um right. <laughs> I thought you got good, a great game out of Horford, which was great. Brogdon uh, played well. Yep. Brogdon is mm-hmm. back, which we he can is. get into shortly he as did. well. And really, everybody's been finding their footing, finally. That that scare you had mm-hmm. in December where they looked like they were in Space Jam and the Monstars got them is over. Brogdon's back. Derek White is shooting threes again really well. Uh, Al Horford really never faltered, but Grant Williams is stepping up again. We saw a good Pritchard game against the Nets tonight, which mm-hmm. is great. He played Glad okay against Pals, too. Yep. Not bad. 
he he got some run against the Pelicans at least. He wasn't perfect, but he, he looked did. more he comfortable against there. the Nets, uh, which I guess I'll transition there. Uh, well, good first, win. Do you know what I do you know what I think it is? Sorry, not to cut you mm. off. Just what, no. what you were saying about how like the Celtics went through the slump. I, I, everyone was talking about how like oh water's going to find its level. I feel like that's where we are right now. Like yeah, the start no of the time. season was red hot. Like I'm not saying they couldn't have sustained it, but it felt pretty unsustainable what the Celtics were doing in terms of shooting. And then December to early January, they were just flat. They couldn't make shots. The defense was suffering because of it. And now they're not the same red hot offensive team they were, but they're making more shots and they're not letting the missed shots affect their defense. So I feel like the the current version of the Celtics. They've won what eight of their last 10 or is it now nine of their last 10? It's one of the two. They've won the, a lot of games, eight. five in a row again. <clears throat> okay. Eight. Because they won four before they lost two. So you're going to be eight <clears throat> okay. out of 10 until you play a lot of games. Gotcha. Well, five in a row. And so it, it feels like this is like the version of the Celtics that now can be sustained for the yep. rest of the regular season, which is good. Yes. Because when you're playing scorched earth, like you were for the first month and a half, it's kind of scary being a fan because you are waiting for that hammer to fall. And when it does it's un- fall, it sets it unrealistic expectations. Yes, Ooh. absolutely. When it, when it fell hard, <laughs> there was panic. I was nervous. I was like, man, like, like they fell off. Like, it, I didn't think they were going to suck, but I was like, this is a problem. And it looks like they figured it out. Guys know how to shoot again. They're working a little bit harder on the offensive end. Doesn't look super lazy. Might have looked a little lazy at the end of this Nets game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Really, they've been pretty good. Can't ask for much more. They continue to win games. They're playing good defense now. You're seeing more than just Tatum willing them to victories. This Nets game was a prime example of that. Again, good win. Uh, Tatum kind of poor. I don't know. I don't know if you really thought that. I didn't you think could, he was you're good. Welcome to disagree, but he just no. a lot of a lot of step back threes. Not big on the step mm-hmm. back threes when you don't have it. Uh, but you got good games from everybody else, so it didn't matter. And and that's what mm-hmm. really makes the Celtics team great, makes this team better than last season's team, and should have you excited going forward. You got a uh, double-double from Marcus Smart, uh, which was a pick from both Smash the Odds and I. I had mm-hmm. the over 12.5 points. He had over 22.5 total. Both hit. Jack hit with the Malcolm Brogdon 16 points, which was under, under. 16 and a half. Yes, by mm-hmm. the skin of his teeth, clean sweep on that uh, pregame on heavy. Don't Just worry about barely. a big debut for the fellas. Just uh, barely. Tim nailing uh, Dunker Dave's height. On the money. On yeah, the great, money. great pick by Tim. To which mm-hmm. I then mistook for his age, which was only a year off. Um, <laughs> but that was that was good from us. Good from the Celtics. Derek White, again, excellent blocking the shot. Big on game. DJ Warren's drive late in that game. Uh, good Rob mm-hmm. game. Grant Williams, I thought he was really good. You saw him create yeah. tough shots on dead possessions. Didn't make a three multiple either. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course we talked about. Huge I game. touched on Pritchard. Pritchard loves playing the Nets. I felt like mm-hmm. I was watching the playoffs again last season. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Made a awesome three in the game. corner. Got confident. Made back to back buckets in the fourth quarter. First on a tough drive. Second turnaround fall away right by the elbow on a high arcer. Mm-hmm. Big time shots from Pritchard, and, and they need still. <clears throat> excuse me, what was I going to say? Still one of the. Um, I, I think I just completely lost what I was saying. What are you going to do? I don't Sometimes know. it happens. Yeah, that was brutal. Oh, I, I think I was going to talk about Derek White. Found a shooting stroke again. Like he's shooting again. He made four of seven from the uh, three point range against the Nets. 
Um, he lost it for a while. He was shooting really poorly. Uh, and now it seems like he's kind of getting back into that rhythm. He had 15 and seven uh, against the Nets, which was a pretty good game from him. Um, Marcus Smart, like Sam said, double double. The guard play was really good, and this is kind of what you want to see from the Celtics guards uh, as Sam comes back from his freeze. But that's okay. We we kept it rolling. I was talking anyways. It's fine. I was talking. Derek goodness. White, big big game. Derek White <clears throat> shooting well again. The three headed monster. Uh, it, it was weird because we kind of cursed them. We put out that video about the Celtics uh, three headed monster at the guard position, and they kind of slumped. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you mentioned Jason Tatum being kind of meh against the Nets, and I kind of want to lump Marcus Smart into this a little bit. The shot selection against Brooklyn was kind of not good at well, you times, knew that in my was opinion. Coming. You knew it was coming. From you him. said it before the game. From you said it before it the coming. game. Mm-hmm. You were going to have to live with that. He was mm-hmm. technically going to be the second option in that starting lineup tonight. You just mm-hmm. you knew it. Brown's out. This is how it goes. It doesn't mean it's super acceptable. doesn't mean it's the greatest. But it is that's just what usually happens. What you're going to get just, in that situation, yeah. but also what you got is a pretty complete game from him. He had the double double. He passed the mm-hmm. ball really well. Six uh, boards early, early mm-hmm. had had the six rebounds. Played tremendous defense on Kyrie down the stretch. Really, I yeah. thought they were going to make a push to get back in that game. The Nets and they didn't. Partly because of how well he played defense. I mean, Kyrie yeah. was really trying. And every shot he had to take was tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great game for Marcus Smart on that end, especially on Kyrie, like you said. Um, but it's just, like you said, it's not acceptable, but you kind of expect it. And it, Tatum fell into the trap too. There was just a lot of isolation. I don't necessarily think Tatum this was, was worse great... to me. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. He took 10 threes. He's two for 10 from three, which is like, I know you're not a big three point guy. So I, that's got to be not uh, tonight, one, especially so. a lot of the threes he took. Mm-hmm. Were not only threes that he were not was not making, mm-hmm. they were tough threes and they were untimely tough threes. Yes, there were times yes. in this game where the Celtics had a chance to build a lead, or they were trying to get back in the game when they fell down uh, in the middle of the game, and he took a quick three, a tough three, and you're just like, "What's going on here? You need to work harder like that, harder than that." Sorry. <laughs> when you're in a tight situation like that you do there was yeah. one he took at the hash mark and it was for no that reason was there was like that 10 was seconds left on the shot clock he was spotting up way too far behind the three-point line this game uh it just seemed like they they were trying to force things too much with jb out and i i think the good part about having jalen brown in the lineup is i trust him and i think i've said this before even when i was like defending my take that he was having a rough stretch and that me critiquing him i I think i said this if i'm looking if i'm looking for a bucket i'm going to jb over jt and i I know i know you disagreed with me if i'm looking for a okay go down the court and get me a bucket i lean it's tough because i lean jalen brown jason tame is a better shooter excuse me i think he's better off the ball I think he's even a better shot creator in terms of dribble dribble, but like Jalen's ability to get to his spot in the mid range or drive past people using his strength is better than Jason Tatum's right. Like too often do I think I I see Jason Tatum, you know, dribble dribble step back behind the three point line or, or, or get into that mid range and that mid range fall away has been there for him. Right for Jason Tatum, I mean, he hit the game tying shot against the Lakers and all that. Yeah, but but I think Jalen Brown's ability to 
get to his spot where he's comfortable and hit tough buckets has almost surpassed Jason Tatum a little bit this year. Uh, and I don't, this isn't a shot at Jason Tatum, right? Like, I don't think it's bad. I think it's great to have two guys who can do it. And this isn't saying that JT's bad at it, right? He's still top, what, 10, top 15 in the league in terms of go get a bucket. But yeah. what Jalen has done this year in the mid range is absurd, right? Like that Pelicans game, and maybe it's, excuse me, recency bias because that Pelicans game was crazy. But like, if you give Jalen the ball eight times out of a t- out of 10, or maybe not, maybe seven times out of 10, it's a bucket. The issue is the other three times is usually a turnover, right? Like it's usually, I mean, if you really want to do math, Jalen Brown has the ball in his hands <clears throat> based on the percentages, roughly six times out of 10, it's a bucket. And probably, you know, two out of those other times, it's a pass and two of the other times it's a turnover. And you think, oh, that's pretty good, right? And, and then the issue becomes, right, why aren't those two turnovers passes? Why are they enforcing it? But <laughs> the real thing you want to focus on is that six times out of ten, it's a bucket. <laughs> like, yeah. that's a really good percentage. Right, from uh, the and mid-range. So, and really I, I automatic. Think, yes, and I think that's what the Celtics really missed against the Nets, and I think that's a big reason why their offense kind of went to, to crap. And <clears throat> I don't think it was completely bad. Like, there were definitely good things about the offense, too. There were some flashes of good ball movement. Derek White got a couple really open threes that came from good ball movement. Peyton Pritchard played well. <clears throat> Excuse me, Malcolm Brogdon was a bucket. Uh, I want to talk about Luke Cornett specifically in a second anyway, so I'm kind of saving that because he was really good. Um, but the Celtics, I think, very clearly miss Jalen Brown's uh I don't want to call it secondary shot creation because I, I, he's obviously one of the, the primary guys, but Jason Tatum's usually your go-to Jason uh, Jalen Brown is secondary, but um, I, I think they really missed his ability to say, okay, go get a bucket. And uh, I don't know. It, it turned into some tough possessions for smart and JT uh, against the nuts. It, it, I mean, we're talking about this, like they didn't win. It was a good win. We talked about, we opened up saying it was a great win, but great I, I don't think the offense was very good uh, overall. The defense though, I will say this. Hold Pretty on. Good. Yes. Yes. You're uh, here. Now, I know you are discussing the entire game when you talk about getting a bucket. However, mm-hmm. I did have to look just because I was curious, and this is not a Jack is wrong. I think you have a good point. But I do see here clutch field goal percentage, Jason Tatum 45-5, mm-hmm. Brown 32-3. Now, you really want to have fun, Marcus Smart 55-6, and he doesn't take that uh much fewer attempts mm-hmm. than the other two they're the only three on the team actually that's not true hauser has an average of one field goal attempt <laughs> in the clutch but hasn't played a lot of clutch games uh the mm-hmm. other three have all been involved in a good amount of clutch games tatum the only one averaging over two attempts in the clutch smart and brown both over one uh smart at 1.4 brown at 1.9 so all three of them have had some sort of responsibility down the stretch. Uh, I guess smart has been statistically the best in terms of efficiency, at least from the field. Uh, but Tatum has been the better of the two shot creators. Down Wait, the stretch. where are you looking uh, in the players, clutch? clutch traditional stats? Interesting. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I, I'm only noting this cause Trevor Haas who writes for um, Celtics blog, he wrote about this. Uh, he wrote about how Jalen Brown's been better in the clutch than Jason Tatum this season. So I'm curious why these stats How old are is this? Uh, to yesterday. Yeah, this article came out yesterday. So I'm confused. One sec. Let me let me break this down. So this is happening. Jalen Brown has scored the fourth most points in the fourth quarter this season. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the NBA. Giannis yep. has scored more. DeMar DeRozan has scored more. LeBron James has scored more. 
He also has the fourth most field goal, excuse me, field goals made per fourth quarter uh, and the fifth, fifth highest field goal percentage in the fourth quarter. So I guess clutch in fourth quarter is different. However, <clears throat> goes on to talk about the clutch. Um, excuse me. It says, or maybe these are just fourth quarter stats. It might be fourth quarter. And he okay. might very well be right, especially if he's doing totals in the fourth quarter, because I'm pretty sure Brown plays the whole fourth quarter. He's usually he, out there when might. the Tatum rest minutes happen at the beginning. Well, Tatum I'm actually averages. Sure. Tatum actually. Yes, maybe you're right. Tatum's scoring average in the fourth is slightly higher, mm-hmm. but Brown has more total. Yeah. And Brown is shooting, excuse me, four percentage points better from the field than Tatum. And better from three. It's fine with me. Yeah. You have the best of both worlds. You have a guy that's doing it for the whole quarter. You have one guy that does it when it's a real close game. Yeah. So fine with me. I I was just confused because I remember an article. The whole story of this this duo is who gives a shit? They're both good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the. uh, if you had to describe the Celtics uh, and the, the the narratives behind, yeah, the series, <laughs> I mean, we cares. spend our awesome. pregame and live streams <laughs> arguing with the chat about Brogdon and Smart and Derek White, who are all good. Uh, you spent the last two seasons arguing about Brown and Tatum. Now people are kind mm-hmm. of finally over that. Not really, but kind of, at least a little bit. Most uh, people, hopefully, yeah, should most be people. over. It, Not but... you, but everybody else. Well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Sam loves to push this narrative. Um, all right. I, I want to talk about, like I said, I wanted to spend a, a good chunk of time on it. Um, I want to talk about Luke Cornett. Mm-hmm. I want to start a dialogue, Sam. I, right. uh, <laughs> I'm probably on your side on this. In the pregame, mm-hmm. I always defend him. Uh, we have a pregame chatter, uh, Luis, who loves to come in and crap on Luke Cornett. And I always defend Luke Cornett. Luke Cornett, great game against mm-hmm. the Nets. After a Agree. pretty good game against the Pelicans, <clears throat> Luke Cornett came out against the Nets and played very, very, very well. No Al Horford because it was the second night of a back-to-back. So Luke Cornett stepped into that backup big man role. Played 16 minutes, 42 seconds. <clears throat> shot five for five from the field. One for one from three. 11 points, five rebounds, one assist. I mean, you can't really ask much more no. from a guy who you're asking to be the third string center in a team and step up into a backup role for the night. Um, he played just phenomenally well. Uh, extremely good game from Luke Cornett. The three was great. He would have had a three against the Pelicans too, but they waved it off because I illegal screen or off the ball foul or a lot of waving off tonight at the Barclays. Let me tell you. Yeah. You had the (laughs) goaltend that wasn't called. Then you had the ticky tack foul. They did call when Derek white was about to shoot a wide open three, which he made. And then you had the play Mm -hmm. that got challenged and overturned that they called on a drive of Tatum to which Rob was about to have a dunk. Oh, no, they had a, a one that wasn't even that one. There was one where Grant dumped it off to Rob, and they mm-hmm. called that one off. They're wiping points off the board like nothing, but to get back to Cornette. Well, uh, and, well, I'll add quickly oh, before you get back to Cornette. Ahead. And they missed a goaltending call on Tatum, and then the Nets got an easy transition bucket. That's uh, what I was talking it, about. It, it, that, that was, that oh, okay, was the okay, turning okay, point in yes. the game. They ripped off a 9-0 run after mm-hmm. that. They did. They started they did. it with a four-point swing. It was obvious, obvious goaltend. It wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Then Brooklyn rips off a run. Also in that run, the Derek White thing happened where he made the open three, but they <laughs> called it off because they called the playback for some ticky-tack foul on the pass. Mm-hmm. Bad bad from the officiating. Weird officiating calls. Officials. The head mm-hmm. ref tonight, the one doing the reviews, he's bad. This is not the first <laughs> gripe I have had with this individual. Don't know what his name is. Know him. He's bad. Real bad. That's all right. But Cornette, 
Cornette. Real good. Real good. He <laughs> Real played good. really great, uh, especially when he first got in the game. Those were mm-hmm. timely baskets he got right away. The mm-hmm. dunk, I believe it was, and then a putback, mm-hmm. uh, not a putback, a three, were three. huge. The Celtics were kind of reeling to start that game. Brooklyn came out hot. He was their leading scorer at, at some point in time, yeah. I remember. No, he, <laughs> like, he played well, happening? and it was timely. Those mm-hmm. are the big stretches in these games that don't always have to come in the clutch. Mm-hmm. There are important stretches throughout the game that decide the game. Sounds silly, mm-hmm. but if you keep your team hanging around, that's enough sometimes. Good defense, too. Like, yeah. really, really solid defense. He, he's limited, obviously, because he's not going to get out there and guard the perimeter. Uh, but if you're looking for a guy who's going to get in there and, and protect the room well, he, he does it at a pretty good level. Like, I, I don't want to say high level. That might he's be a bit too much. But <clears throat> for his position he's on the, the team, definition he, he of fun. really well. <clears throat> exactly. Yes, I agree. And, I mean, 11 points, 5 rebounds, uh, 3 offensive boards. He crashed the glass really well, too. He, Him and Pritchard. For a guy, yeah, Pritchard, right? <laughs> for a guy that's super awkward looking and super awkward in the way he moves, he gets up there and he rebounds really well, right? And obviously being 7-2 definitely, you know, helps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'll do the it. Way, the way he gets in there and fights is impressive. So it's good to see from a guy uh, on a minimum contract for a couple of years in Boston. He's right? quality. Like, yeah. What? When? How long is his contract? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, I think it might just be through the season. But I, I mean, he no, came here on the books for next year too. Oh, good for, for him. Two point four. Came, there you go. Came to Boston in the COVID mm-hmm. year when there was nobody in the stands. Uh, did not play with the team for the majority of last season. Started in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Went to the G League. Picked up by Maine. Then they brought him up, which was mm-hmm. good. And he's just continued to improve. He's still solid. He's good enough to be mm-hmm. the third string guy before the season. That was the big narrative, right? Who are they going to bring in? Who's it going to be? Mm-hmm. Who are they going to trade for? Who's the big man? Is it going to be Dwight Howard? Is it going to be There White were questions side? about him in the starting lineup, too, for a while next to Al before the season because he was practicing with the starters with Al in place. I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, he was wearing the, uh, the green jersey. They, the they got him in that Bulls trade, right? He came over in the Tice trade with Wagner, I believe. Um <clears throat> originally I, i'm i'm 90 percent sure i i can look it up but let me let me check tice no goals trade i i swear <clears throat> let me see here oh uh, actually you you might be right i i got it mixed up i thought you meant when they what? got tice wait back. a second chandler daniel gafford and chandler hutchinson's the wizards troy brown jr mo wagner i really thought cornet <clears throat> excuse me was in this trade okay yes uh Luke Cornett heading to Boston too. So he he was in that trade for Celtics. And that first year he got to Boston, the 2020, 2021, he played some good games for the Celtics. Yeah. Right? Like the game was big. Okay. Mm-hmm. Injury issues. They, I, he was good. And it, I'm glad the Celtics kept tabs on him, kept him around, brought him back and then signed him to a, a two year deal. Uh, Heeman Hauser signing uh, multi-year deals this past summer. Uh, Cornette for this year, next year. Hauser on a three-year contract, which is going to look like a steal if he ever finds his three-point shot again. Uh, He's been all right some, lately. Not some great rough today. Miss, rough miss for Hauser. I remember one specifically where he missed by a mile. Uh, it, it just seems like he's thinking about it too much. I'm sure he'll break out. Is. But it's his only job. Yeah, right. <laughs> but Cornette's looked really good. I've been impressed, and it got me thinking, Sam. Mm. Cornette's been impressive, and I know I talk about how you know for a third-string center, he's good. So, before we recorded in the fourth quarter of that Celtics game against the Nets, I made a list of every single third string center in the league, and and I, I try <laughs> fire. All right, and I uh, I tried to. F- I know where this is going. <laughs> I tried to find his place on it. So we're we're gonna go through the list. Oh, right? I thought you were gonna ask me what teams these guys were on. Well, that is part of it. 
Okay. Now, somehow, I ended up <laughs> with 29 players. So I, I don't know which team I forgot. But we'll, we'll try to figure it out as we go. And the comment sections will let me know which team I forgot. But... No, they won't. <clears throat> no, they won't. All right. Uh, number 29. And I put these in order based on how good I think they were. It was very quick. So, like, if okay. I if I mess up third string center rankings, don't don't shoot the messenger, right? Okay. All right. Musa Diabate is who I had on Which 29. Which team does he play for? Oh. <laughs> and keep in mind also some context. Third string center. Um some teams don't have three centers. Some teams like the Cavs listed like Jared Allen as their starting center, Kevin Love is their backup center, Evan Mobley is their ba- third string, which is just like Evan Mobley is a power forward and Kevin Love is a power forward right now for them. So I counted, you know, Robin Lopez as the true backup. And then the third string is the next guy. You know what I'm saying? So they, there was yeah. some some leeway I took here. But Musa Diabate, uh, if, if you would like to get here. Um, I know they just played this guy. <laughs> it's true, right? I'm right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, semi-recently. Oh, uh, man. I'll say. Uh, let me see. Wait, maybe they didn't. I'll, I'll double check for you. But um, uh, it, the last time they played this team was the very end of 2022. So the end of J- December, the last few days of December. So was he on the Clippers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there you That's go. Not two- one of the teams I thought, but I know the schedules. <laughs> he's a two-way guy. So he's but he's their third string because it's okay. it's Zubac. Then it was like Robert Covington, who I don't count as a center. Blah blah blah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mabadi, Mamadi Diakite, uh, Diakite, disaster. <laughs> Mamadi Diakite, I think is how you say it. I give you a clue on this one because I was just talking about him uh, as my example for positional stuff. Wink, wink. Oh, he's on uh, Cavs. Yeah, he's Cavs. Yeah, uh, well, that's honestly what I thought. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not screwing with you. I really. All right, let's let's speed through some of these. Let's not go through all yeah, the, all no. thirty. All right, Vernon Carey Jr. I had next. He's Wizards. Uh, Eugene uh, Omarui, I'm going to say it wrong. He's the Thunder. Uh, he started for them the other night, though. So he's getting some minutes. What uh, are we doing? <laughs> I can't say it. Uh, Tony Bradley, Udoka Azabuki, Nathan Knight, Goga Batadze, Daron Sharp, Frank Kaminsky. Have I said anybody better than Luke Cornette yet? Not better, but you're starting to get some names I know. <clears throat> exactly. Charles Bassey, Trendon Watford, Jericho Sims, JaVale McGee. I know that's a big name. He's been absolutely horrendous this year. No, he's not uh, really good. Not same anymore. thing with Nerlens Noel, who I have. Xavier Nerlens Tillman. Noel, I'm not sure he's playing anywhere. Or is he on the Pistons? Pistons. He's third string on the Pistons things. right now. <laughs> Xavier Tillman, Jamichael Green. Xavier Tillman's iffy, I guess, because he's younger. But right now, he's not. Do- I don't think he's doing too much uh, in Memphis. Jamichael Green, I put a question mark next to you because I don't know uh, if he's a power forward or a center. He's really but then a center. <laughs> They don't really have front court depth there. Uh, I have the Heat guys, Orlando Robinson, Dwayne Dedman. Don't really know what's going on there, so I kind of well, lumped them together. I'll tell you what's going on there. They don't like Dedman. <laughs> He's out. He's a rat. Yeah, uh, but who's the third account. and who's the second at this point? Because Robinson's getting the touches, so is Dwayne Dedman the second? Or the I, third, think, or like... I think going into the year, it's Robinson, so that's where it stands. Okay. He he is gotcha. he's so good he's earned his way up. Okay. All right. Serge Ibaka I have as well. I know Bucks fans. Some Bucks fans are not very happy with him this season. He's not playing too well. Usman Garuba is up there. DeAndre Jordan. That's the level we're at right now, people. DeAndre Jordan is top 10 third string center in the league right now. <laughs> so have that for you. Paul Reed, Jackson Hayes, Bismack Biombo. Now I think we're starting to get into the, okay, Luke Cornett's probably around their range. Uh, I have Luke Cornett on there as well with Richon Holmes, Christian Coloco, Nick Richards, and then Mo Bamba is technically the third string. Yeah, Mo Bamba. Uh, good. 
well, not good. <clears throat> good for this list. Good for a third string, right? But I think that puts into context, um, <clears throat> excuse me, how good Cornette is compared to the other people at his exact position, right? Like we're talking, if you want to talk about, oh, Cornette's bad. Yeah, well, Hawks are working with Frank Kaminsky, right? <laughs> right, the Wizards are working with Vernon Carey. Uh, yep. the, 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 the Rockets, Usman Gruba, the Nuggets, DeAndre Jordan, right? <clears throat> Rashawn Holmes, who's making a decent contract and was good for the Kings, barely gets minutes for them right now. Like, he's not playing very well, right? Nick Richards in Charlotte. The Charlotte Hornets are so weird. This is a weird tangent. <clears throat> the Charlotte Hornets have, like, three centers on the roster, four centers on the roster. That would be, like, decent backups in most places, but they don't have any starting quality centers. <laughs> Right, like Mason Plumley would be a pretty good backup, but you don't necessarily want him as your starting center. Nick Richards, pretty good backup, don't really want him starting. Mark Williams is who you want starting in Charlotte, but he's a rookie, so he's not there yet. Kai Jones, like they have four like decent big men, but none of them are good enough to be regularly starting. They just need to bite the bullet and start Mark Williams regularly. But um, that th this was just to, to highlight Luke Cornett uh, a little bit briefly. Let's highlight another I, I individual. Uh, yeah, Luka Samanich. Forty-five points for the main. Yes. No. Tonight? You think I'm talking about G League for no reason? I was doing a nice Twitter scroll wow. as Jack had a conversation with himself. About <laughs> the fellas at the end of the bench. <laughs> yeah, forty-five, six, two blocks, two steals. He Big may be a coming for that third string center spot. Also, Ben Simmons. What about him? <laughs> ben Simmons. On the Celtics, coming in here and playing a team like that, that's fun. You want to play the best team the way they play. They're very together defensively and offensively. That can be a dialogue. Sam, that's that's your dialogue. How many players on the Celtics are better than Ben Simmons right now? Tatum Brown, Rob Williams. Okay. Uh, probably smart. Definitely okay. smart. Just, just because he's able to sh – he'll take shots. Uh, Derek – Oh, this is tough because, like, I don't know. Like, it gets to the point where I'm talking about my out of my ass, but like, I don't know. Derek White gives you a lot. Like, he's really versatile. You see, I think right now, I think right now, Simmons is on the level of the Celtics, like, three headed guard combo. Like, the smart white Brogdon, I think that's right around the level he's at. And like, you can nitpick and choose where he deserves to be among those guys. You'd rather but... him or Grant, in, in all seriousness, bias aside, I'm not, like, this is not a bit. I think con I think context is important for this Celtics team. It's Grant, like not even close. I agree. Right. But like if I am the I don't know. I guess the Nets is a good example. I'd probably take Ben Simmons over Grant on the Nets, right? Just because he's he's a better defender, I think. I, I mean Grant's a good defender, but Ben Simmons is a better defender. I don't obviously. know. I might put no Grant no def no defender. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not talking about defense. I'm just talking about fit. That Nets team has tons of shooters. They're kind of built like the Celtics. They I, thrive I, on being able to space the floor. I do think I, you need Ben's passing, though. I really think they really need Ben's passing. I don't know. Well, I, I, he's leading them in assists, if I'm not wrong. If not, he's second. Oh, there's no doubt he's passing the ball well. I mean, he had 13 assists against the Celtics. I, I think today. they'd miss that, though, with with Grant on the roster instead of I him. think Simmons does make them a good transition team. You saw that tonight. Mm -hmm. He set up Joe Harris a bunch of times. I, I take Simmons. Okay. I will also say, though, if I'm like, like I said, it depends on the context, like a team like the Celtics or the Sixers haha, uh, or the Bucks, like teams with already established like star trios. I take the role players. But, like, sarcastic I, laugh is killing me. The monotone <laughs> like, uh -huh. sarcastic. Uh -huh. if, I, 
<laughs> but like thinking of another good team, like if I'm let me pull up the standings quick. I, I need to figure out an example. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like for the Warriors, I might take Ben Simmons, right? Like if you got the shooters already, well, yeah, you wouldn't have to shoot. There's not the Warriors. That's what I'm saying shoot. with the Nets, though. That's what I'm saying with the Nets, though. Yeah. Right? Because they got KD, they got Seth Curry, they got Kyrie, yeah, they got Joe Harris. It's fair. Um, if I'm the, I'm trying to think of, if I'm the Knicks, I take Ben Simmons, right? I think the Knicks would love a guy like Ben Simmons to help initiate that offense, to help defend uh, him, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, like having that extra defender, that, that primary defender, that extra passer, um, the transition guy, I think he'd help them. <clears throat> I'd, I'd like him on the Hawks, right? You got the, you got the backcourt of Trey and DeJounte. Um, I think he'd be, I was about to say the Pelicans, but I guess it'd be a little bit awkward with Zion. I think there are plenty of teams where you could insert Ben Simmons, uh, over Grant Williams. I think Ben Simmons is the better player, but I think in a lot of situations, Grant Williams might be a better fit because of the shooting. <laughs> all right. Well, the last thing, uh, I did want to touch on quickly. Second fan returns of all-star voting has come out. The first ones were out. Jason Tatum was outside of the top three in front court voting. Um, now he's in the top three past Joel Embiid on the list, just barely by, I think, what is that? Maybe 230. Not a lot. Yeah. 33,000, which is very minuscule when you're talking about millions of votes. KD still leading with Giannis close behind him. Pretty big gap uh, around 1.2 mil. Then there's Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid right neck and neck, but they also have a very, very big gap over Jimmy Butler, who is in fifth. Meanwhile, Jalen Brown is still fourth in voting in the East for guards. Kyrie with a very big, uh, 300,000. Roughly vote gap above second place Donovan Mitchell, who deserves it. Donovan Mitchell's been ridiculous Agreed. this season. Um, <clears throat> James Harden behind him, uh, and he is about 60K above Jalen Brown, who is in fourth, who is about 400K ahead of Trey Young in fifth. Uh, James Harden, in my opinion, who does not deserve it more than JB. I can see an argument for Kyrie. I don't think there should be one because I think Jalen's been more consistent and has played the whole season. However, you know, the Nets have climbed up there. He's been great. So I, I can understand that. James Harden, though, I'm not buying it. Well, yeah, Jack, one of the teams is first in the Eastern Conference, and the other one uh, lost tonight uh, with uh, Kyrie getting put in a straitjacket by Marcus Smart. Uh, I will say the impressive turnaround from the Nets has fueled the all-star voting for sure. Um, you've seen a lot of positive yeah. things from that team, despite Ben Simmons being a little brain dead. What are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, Kyrie being a rat. What are you going to do? Of course. Uh, I mean, that's happened though. But seriously, like, they both have a pretty good shot to start. I don't know. I Harden's got a lot of votes because of his name. I, I'm not I I think they either need to entirely throw out the legitimacy of the All-Star game and just have it all be fan vote or have it be no fan vote. I think the half is mm -hmm. stupid. I don't know. It's like, I get why you have the fans vote because those are the people watching it. And it's really, that's all it's about. It's a stupid exhibition game. Um, but at the same time, you have people like us, like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. <laughs> this guy should be in this guy's earned it. Like, so I don't know P either lean into it or don't. Well, the, the fan votes ridiculous. My thing is, and I, I think I've seen, I think Keith maybe make this point on Twitter. Um, the All-Star game is about the fans, right? Like, you, you want to see your favorite yep. players in it. So I understand, like, the want and the I, desire I, I, I the need to have a fan vote. I also understand why they made it so the fan vote isn't everything. So you're avoiding the Yao Ming getting in, even when he's averaging, like, a 10 and 10. Like, Yao Ming made the All-Star game every year of his career, career, in those final years of his career. 
probably didn't serve to get in the All-Star game, right? Yeah. Like, like Kobe in his final years. Kobe's Kobe, and he's going to get the votes. Maybe well, we talked about that when we did ours right? with like, LeBron. Yeah, right? Like, LeBron probably should be LeBron's a little better captain, than Kobe but... was at his yeah. uh, end of his career when but like, the team was garbage. Yeah, the fans want to see their favorite players as the captains, though. And I will say, the All-Star draft, I think, is fire. I love the draft when the players draft like last year when when KD refused to draft Harden right and took Gobert that was funny so yeah well you you know it's bad when like you're picking Gobert right Gobert has always been like the guy that's just the last guy always nobody wants him that's gonna be great who could except Uh, Minnesota who traded their whole future for right great I mean just genius by Minnesota (laughs) holy oh man how about that? I didn't, yeah. We didn't even think of it like that until now. Literally, dudes right. in the All Star game are like getting made fun of because Gobert gets picked over them and <laughs> franchise trade away their future for that guy. Oof. Tim Conley's like, you know that meme where it's like, I need some of that, and they slam the desk and like have the credit card. No. Um, oh yes, you know, you yes, I do. I, you know do, I, do. Like, I do. I do. I do. Where'd you yeah. get that? Give me the credit card. Just yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do. Sorry for the audio listeners. That I'm was, like, I'm usually not great on that, but I uh, meme, got it. Great meme. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to cover the All Star return since they were big. I mean, Warriors and Lakers fans. I, I see a lot of people mad. <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of people madly. You know, Kevon Looney is on the ballot. Four hundred thirty-five thousand votes, right? Austin Reeves on the ballot. Two hundred fifty-nine thousand votes. A lot of people are mad, like Lakers fans and Warriors fans. You're idiots, guys. Like. They're going to vote for their favorite players. It has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, DeMontis Sabonis is having a better season than Kevon Looney. Obviously he is, but I'm sorry. There are just more Warriors fans out there willing to vote for Kevon Looney than there are Kings fans, period, at the end of the sentence, right? Like, let, let's call a spade a spade here. There just aren't that many Kings fans. Uh, and that's, I think, a big reason why there is definitely flaws uh, in the All-Star voting. However, I will say it is very good that it just determines starters. Right. Like if it determined everything, I think you'd run into a lot more issues. Um, And obviously you're going to have the quote unquote flukes like Andrew Wiggins last year. Andrew Wiggins was borderline. Like at that time, the Warriors were the best, like one of the best teams in basketball. He was playing a huge role. Did he Wiggins deserve to be best player on the planet in the finals? So what yeah, you right. Do? Did he deserve to be an all-star starter? Probably no. Did he deserve to be an all-star? There was a case. So I'm not going to complain about it. But um, yeah, I don't know. It- it's interesting. I will say it is a crime. Um, that Lamelo and Trey Young have more votes than Tyrese Halliburton because that's uh, yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> but again, it goes I back mean, to Ross, Pacers. I mean, fans. Bam's not even on the ballot. He's not even in the top yeah. ten, and he's good. Mm-hmm. He's averaging like a double double. Kuzma's ahead two and ten. Kuzma. I didn't think there were Washington Wizards fans, but uh, there's not. There's just <laughs> moron people that vote. <laughs> you know what it is? Because he's an ex-Lakers. So the Lakers fans are voting for Kuzma. Lakers fans, man. Lakers fans. Are the you know what I will say? Shout out to Paolo Bancaro. Not necessarily for him, even though he looks good. Magic fans. <laughs> Shout out to Magic fans for well, showing up. it's not even Magic fans. It's just like he – I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because I think he's been really good. He's cool. He's good, yeah. It's fine. But that's just the hype. That's media pushing that he's good, which they should. He is good. Mm-hmm. Speaking of media, Lord media Markin, controls that. Marketing on there is, is cool, too, because Utah fans deserve it if they'd be up there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's about it. I think we can wrap there. Sorry. I, I thought there was something else, but I forgot again. I've been zoning out. tonight. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's that guy or uh, who's the man? Whatever the hell it is. The, the cards. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's do. What do you want to do? Three cards again? Yeah, do three. All right, let's run it. Let me let me pull up the sheet quick of like where I have the tally. 
Oh, I flopped, flopped on pregame today. Sam's at 65. I'm at 44. I am waving the white flag at this point. <clears throat> it is brutal. All right. Uh, you ready? First card. Excuse me. Born in Paris, France in 1960 and elected to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame in 2006. Mm. Ooh, this is tough. For though, also, I, I guess I didn't give context for any new listeners. These are guess the former Celtic cards that my uncle Dan gave me for Christmas. Shout out, Uncle Dan. Um, but I, I don't know this, and I feel like I should, but I don't. So, shall we go I don't know this one. All right, played 77 games for the 94 95 Celtics, averaging 18 points in his lone season with the team. So, this is a one year Celtics player on 94 95. Yikes. Uh, I have a guess, but I do not know. I don't think I'm going to have a guess. Two-time winner of the slam dunk contest. I I know who it is. What? Yep. Oh, wait. Let me. Let me and it's who I thought it was, too. Oh, man. Scored 47 points in a loss to the Celtics in game seven of the 98 Eastern Finals. Nope. Oh, my God. That one's a giveaway. Human highlight film. Oh, wait. Is it? Is it Dominique? Oh yeah. my god. See, the France thing threw me off because I'm thinking international players. I had no idea he was born in France. All right. Um, yeah, I, I knew after the one season, but I wasn't positive. I didn't know he played with the Celtics, and I definitely didn't know he was French. He was number 12. I, I was thinking <clears throat> very weird. Grant Williams, good, good lineage. Uh yeah, no, the 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 French thing completely threw me off. I had no idea. Uh all right. Okay, Prince, also number 12 on the Celtics. There you go. Fun fact. All right. Five points. Next one. Born January 11th, 1949 in Atlantic City, New Jersey. 49. I I remember the reading Atlantic City, New Jersey. I think I've done this card before, but I just don't know who it is. So, it's, excuse me. It's, uh, I'm ready to go to the next one when you yeah, are lost. Shooting guard who averaged 16 points and six rebounds over three seasons at Villanova. Oof. I have an idea, but I'm not positive. No idea. Three points, shall we? Yep. Won an NBA title as a player in 1981 and as assistant coach in 1984 and 86, all with the Celtics. Ugh. <laughs> Got nothing. nothing. Next, shall we? All right. Made his first three-point shot. Made the first three-point shot in NBA history in a win over the Rockets at Boston Garden on October 12, 1979. I vividly remember reading this card when I opened the box, and I still could not tell you who this is. Yeah, I don't is. know who it is. <laughs> One one point earned four playoff berths in five seasons as head coach of the Celtics from 1990 to 95. No, I don't know. Me neither. Chris Ford wouldn't couldn't tell you. All right, that's an L for the Celtics. That or for us, I mean. Last one, last start of the day. Uh, I'm gonna pick from the middle of the pack in in hopes that I get a modern player. Uh, Last card named South Carolina Mister Basketball in 1994. In Illinois, Mr. Basketball in 1995. I know who it is. No, you don't. Are you serious? All right. Well, you're going to be upset. Wait. So that means he was probably drafted in 90. We already did Ray Allen, though. We've had Ray Allen on the show. Yeah. Uh, As a card. So it's not going to be him. Ah, shit. See, I want to guess something, but I feel like it's going to be stupid. And I don't want to get made fun of, but I just want to get five points. So I'm just going to guess Paul Pierce. Okay, in go hopes ahead. that it's him. Paul Pierce. Nope. Shit. It is. No. I it was I know it's KG. It was it was a coin flip. I, I knew it was gonna be one of them. Where did Paul Pierce grow up? Am I tripping? Like, Inglewood, I feel like I should know California. LA. Yeah, see, I should have known that. 
Oh, I'm mad. Starting in 0304 led the NBA in rebounding for four consecutive seasons. See, I, that would I, I should have taken the point. That would have did it for you. What was number yeah, three? Well, uh, number three named MVP when he averaged 24, 14, and five. So uh, I would have gotten it, but I was like, I knew it was one of them. For some reason, I thought KG was like the 94 draft class. So I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. So I was yeah, KG up, grew up in South Carolina, damn. got in a fight at his high school, and then went to chicago to finish oh wait was kg the same draft class as paul pierce no they're the same age but pierce played at college for a couple seasons when was so pierce's draft class was what 98 and kg's was 96 he was 97 well no because he was mr illinois basketball in 95 yeah but he he went right out of high school damn okay you want to do another one or you want to call it we do another one because we neither one of us got the the second one. I'm just pissed because I need redemption. I card up five points. Born in Martinsville, Indiana, in 1956. I am pissed. Just give me a break, man. Like just give me a 2000s kid or something stupid. This is ridiculous, dude. Ah hell. Uh, no. Let me know when you go into the next. I got nothing. I don't. I'm not positive. All right. Played college ball under head coach Fred Schaus and Lee Rose for the Purdue Boilermakers. Okay, that's not my Yikes. One. Should I go next? 56, so. I I just, he's got to be, what, 40, 70 at this point? 70-ish? 68, maybe? Around there, quick maths. I, I've got nothing. I don't know if you I don't got have anything. anything. But, excuse me. Drafted by the Golden State Warriors in 1980 and came to the Celtics in 1985 with a trade with the Pacers. <coughs> Big yikes for me. I, I I'm very confident that I'm not going to get this one. So I'm uh, <clears throat> my bow out here. Let me know when you're ready for the next one. <laughs> Just do the um, next one. I have an I, I have a guess, but I'm not sure. Excuse me. Two points. One of only two players, along with Larry Bird, to appear in every single regular season and playoff game for the '85 '86 title Celtics. Uh, I've got nothing. Two Indiana guys, though. Apparently, him and Bird. You taking a shot? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot. All right, well, where you're taking that shot, I'm going to read the one-pointer because I don't know. 6-1 guard whose fight with 7-4 Ralph Sampson got the Rocket Star Center ejected from Game 5. I think that it's should... Jerry Seasting, but I'm not sure. It is Jerry Seasting. Yeah. Lucky you. I had no idea. I don't even think I've heard of that person. You are now at 69 points. Number 12. Another 12. Another number 12. Look at that. Yeah. All right. Let's do one more. Make it an even five because I like okay. the number five. Five is my favorite number. You should know that. When yeah, I was younger. KG, you didn't, you didn't get. All right. All right. Come on. Now. Uh, when I, I, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD because when I was younger, <laughs> I, um, hey, I'm just going to call it as, oh, you'll understand in a sec. When I was younger, I used to have to say things five times or else I, it's like a tick, right? Like I would say it four really? times under my breath after I would say something and then I'd say it four more times under my oh, breath. Oh, someone need to give you five. a slap. <laughs> Well, no, I didn't say it out loud. I would say it like I know, I know, I know. But anyways, last card of the night to make it even five to appease my uh, my brain. Six nine forward who started his career with the Phoenix Suns. I have a guess immediately, but I don't want to because this could be a lot like this could be some different people, but I need some context. I'm not going to I'm not going to do it, but I I also have a guess. Yeah, I don't want to throw away points. All right. Took his first tip off in 
took the first tip-off in Toronto Raptors history, jumping against Yinka Dare of the Nets on November 3rd, 1985. This is not even close to what I thought it was. 1985? <clears throat> yeah, 1985. Who do you think it was before that? I thought it was Paul Silas. <laughs> oh, I was going to go Marcus Morris. but Oh. He might be six. Very different. <clears throat> yeah, very different uh, thought process. 1985? <clears throat> yeah, that's very weird. I didn't think the Raptors were a thing until 95. 85 that might was be a the typo. first... 80 maybe it is 95 but first tip off in raptors history um was this guy in it says 85 but there have been typos in this deck before so it could be 95 yeah. should i, I, should I go next 95 three points yeah three points yeah. Yeah, i don't know average 6.1 points playing in 340 games for the celtics from 89 to 94 so it might be a typo with the 85 thing unless he's an older guy um, I still don't know it, and I don't think I'm gonna get it because that era of Celtics is uh, no, I don't know nothing for me. All right, <clears throat> two points came to the Celtics in the 1989 trade that sent Danny Ainge to Sacramento. <clears throat> Shall we do one point, Sam? Because I am blanking. <clears throat> yeah. This one started off so promising too. Like I felt good with the Suns thing. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I had a guess. <laughs> Named most outstanding player at the NCAA tournament after leading the eight seed Villanova to the national title in '85. So yeah, it must have been '95 for the Raptors. But I, I've still got nothing. So I'm I gonna look know. at the player, Ed Pinkney. Uh, which, Would not have got yeah, that one. Which is not gonna happen. All right, dud cards today. L, L from us. Uh, I'll admit. You mean but... us? I got three. <clears throat> All right, L from me. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> I was on a heater. <clears throat> Very tough. Anyways, is is the uh, five times thing the strangest thing you did? What do you mean? Like, well, you um, said you, you know you had little ticks. I was very anxious child as well, so they they used to have to pull me out of the building when there were fire drills because I would get too scared. Okay, <clears throat> like they tell you before school, there's gonna be a fire drill today, and I just freaked out, so they just took me out before it was really. <clears throat> yeah. It was it was kind of torture. It's kind of rude. You just do it. Don't don't tell everybody when you're gonna do a fire drill. That's rude, right? Don't say before the school day. I think I think that's to prepare you. It's like the episode of The Office where Dwight does the fire drill and Stanley has a heart attack. No, let me ask you a question though. Is the fire gonna tap you on the shoulder and say, "Hey, we're gonna start a fire today"? And the fire alarm? No, that's not how fires work. No, but if they don't tell you, you might think it's a real fire, and they don't want the kids to flip out. Isn't that the point of a fire drill? No, the fire drill is so you're calm and you, you can pay attention and know what you're supposed to do. That's bogus. A it got me anxious. Nah, bogus. <clears throat> I'm calling crap. Uh, I'm trying to think. Any other weird things I did? Uh, I don't think so. I think the five things was probably the weirdest. There are definitely others, but I just can't think of them. I was I was very anxious and the OCD or whatever you want to call it, ADHD, all the all the thing, yeah. all the the thing uh, child. Uh, and I still am to some degree. I mean, we were just talking with Tim. I have these little floss picks that I use because I used to chew on things. Yeah. So I, I chew on these instead. So uh, there's that. But anyways, do you like enough about them? my childhood. I do. I like I oh, good for you. Use all the things, but like they're mostly just like chew toys because I'm weird. Uh, but anyways, enough about my my odd childhood. Um, I did Glee Club, too, if you want to count that as weird. But we, we've established that. <laughs> Neither there's levels. There. There's levels. Anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate it. Um, as always, my only plug is going to be subscribe to the YouTube because that's where we appreciate it. And then I'll leave the rest to Sam. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much for watching or listening. If you're watching, you're on YouTube at how about them Celtics, uh, subscribe because we're almost, Oh, I didn't put that up today. Silly me. <laughs> it kind of looked like the banner on the YouTube anyways. I'll Maybe it did, it. but it's just a reminder for you to plug it. So there subscribe. you go. Subscribe. 
We're almost at 250. Like the video, leave Close. a comment. Uh, tell us if you got any of the cards at the end. Also, looking to get yourself tickets to a Southwest <laughs> game or other events? <laughs> Head over to SeatGeek and use promo code LaFrance. That's L-A-F-R-A-N-C-E, like the country, <laughs> to save $20 mm-hmm. on your first purchase. I sure wish that code was HBTC pod or something like that, but it is my last name. So hilarious. Paid. Great. Uh, meme. Go to the game with our help. <laughs> sure. would like to help you. If you're listening, you're on whatever mm-hmm. streaming service, make sure you follow us there. Uh, you can leave a nice review. Say we're handsome despite not being able to see us. Cause it's true. Or go watch. Just go watch. Or go, go watch. Watch the pregame shows too. 30 minutes before every Celtics game. We're there from yesterday. Did not bad. With Tim and the I. Pelicans one I saw, yeah, yeah. Maybe people just hate me. Maybe people just no. Don't like I don't me. think so because the one, the one <laughs> that was absolutely a dumpster fire also did well. Okay. When you were on the train, <laughs> then all three of us were lagging. Uh huh. Oof. Uh huh. That was tough. But anyways, anyways, <laughs> follow us at How About Them Seas Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. The page is called How About Them Celtics Podcast. So you just like it, you'll get all the shorts, new videos, streams there. Uh, you can follow Jack at Jack's One NBA. He's doing work for Celtics Blog. Put something out today, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I wrote the injury report today. So if you want to check the hard out the work, injury work. report, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, also, heavy.com for Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. You had a decent night on Twitter tonight. Also, heavy.com and also my complaints. That's it for us. Oh, actually, at Sam LaFrance NBA. I don't think I actually said the handle. That's it for us. Bye. Tick, tick,